Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back at it. It is Thursday. Thirsty Thursdays. We back in this thing. Corsair Radio live in the building. We got a full studio. COVID friendly. Come up with a PG up in here. And Himes has arrived. I know he got a lot to talk about today. Got the gang with me as well on Zoom. PG, man, what's good, man? Yo, 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 what's the deal, man? Mike Kill the PG is here in the building. Courtside Thursdays. It's always Liddy, man. We here to give you all the fire that's needed. If you are watching basketball because it has returned, make sure that you turn it all the way down. Mute it so you can listen to Courtside Radio, man. Mike Kill the PG, the Magic Johnson of the show, to make sure this thing is showtime. Every time you listen to Courtside Radio here in the Good News Sports studio, man. Uh, studio 2 to be exact. Like Bruce said, we got our guys here. Starting off with that blast, man. Shout out to Blast putting on for L.A. We're in the music scene, man. L.A. never dies. I guarantee you that. But I'm so happy that everybody is here. Tell your friends. We're finishing the show talking about a major discussion. Who does L.A. belong to? The Lakers or the Dodgers? We're going to give you more at the end of the show. But we got our guy Himes in the building. The Larry Bird of this thing. What's the deal, Himes? Shalom, ladies and gentlemen. It is good to be back. Man, I am... I'm fired up today. All of a sudden, I'm a Heat fan. Shout out to Mickey Harrison. You know, I, we're going to have a great discussion today. I'm excited to bring the Celtic dump back post-All-Star break edition. Yeah. And yes, fi- sir. Oh, oh, and big announcement. I finally got Thursdays off in perpetuity yes, again. Sir. So yes, sir. Hey, so we lit. And of course, through Zoom, we got... Um, Hey, has that baby dropped yet? I'm not sure. But we got, of course, the CEO himself, Mr. Danny Boy. What's up, Danny? What's good, people? What's the deal? What's no, up? No, the baby has not dropped, bro. We're still out here waiting. Oh, okay. So this coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. Uh, Cause he don't even know yet, so it's it's crazy. Um, but yeah, man, Danny is here with us, and of course, the shooting guard, Mister Inglewood uh, slash Cashville, Tennessee. Uh, my guy, Mike. Uh, what's up, Mike? Yes, sir. What up? What up? What up? Happy Thirsty Thursday, y'all. You know it's the turn up hour. You already know how course I gonna bring it to you. And uh, we got some raw, real basketball knowledge coming your way. And we got mm, mm, mm. is it the Dodgers or the Lakers? We got a lot to get to, but shit, I'm glad to be with my guys. Yeah, hey, facts, Dodgers. man. So, um, first of all, I gotta start the show by showing love to. A man who helped bring a championship back to Los Angeles, California for the Lakers. His name is Anthony Davis. Happy birthday, Anthony Davis. Yes, sir. Pisces gang in the building. Got to give him his hand claps. He's 28 years old. Um... NCAA, uh, I said NCAA. Yeah, that was crazy. NCAA, uh, player of the year. He won a championship there with uh, Kentucky. Uh, I can't, I hate the school, but I show love to that uh, squad. Um, And then, you know, eight time All Star and uh, finals winner, man. So happy birthday to Anthony Davis. It is Anthony Davis Day here with Courtside Radio, man. It it is Liddy. We're going to have more on Anthony Davis much, much later. So let's get right to it. Um, We're going to start with you, Danny. With the NBA, are there too many threes being shot in the NBA? If you haven't heard, it was a report. A guy came out. He gave all the stats. He gave all this information. He gave an idea that maybe you cap it off, um, that each team is only allowed 23-point shots, uh, shots a game because they're saying that Every team is just throwing up threes and it's watering down the game of basketball. Of course, it was an old head who said this, um, but what's our thoughts, man? Danny, you got it first. Uh, I agree with you. You said it at the end. It's old head, so of course he's going to assume that. I actually get to watch basketball 
uh, with older people sometimes. Well, in the past year, I have gotten to, and they they mentioned that. Now, sometimes I do see it that that's the case, right? They come down, they jack up a three, they miss, they get back on defense, they shoot the three, they miss. That's fine and dandy, but the reality is if you can make them, you shoot them. <laughs> if I can dunk, I'm a dunk. Like, it is what it is. I don't think that there should be a cap. That makes no sense. Why would you – you're basically, basically censoring what I can do on the court. I mean, yeah, that – Nah, nah. I disagree with him. I think he's old. I think he needs to shut up. <laughs> hey, man, I couldn't believe it. Once I saw the report, I'm like, for real? Like, why would they think about capping it? But I, I'll wait for my take at the end. Mike, what's your thoughts on possibly um, lowering the three-point amount? Like, are our team shooting too many of them, or are we okay with it? First, they're, they are shooting a lot, but it's not too many. I feel like there's too many shots being taken by not players skilled enough to hit this shot. There's people just pulling up threes because it's become fashionable, it's become cool, and it's normalized. And that's a way that the game has transcended to and transitioned to. But nah, I think that they're just outlandish trying to restrict what people can do and, you know, go ahead and freelance like how you do and maneuver the way that you need to to win games but pulling up threes and trying to restrict how many a team can shoot Steph could pull damn near 20 by itself so I don't understand what what even the logic will be behind that besides just being an old head like you said yeah so I, I just don't get it I don't I don't know like him saying this I was like would they dare do that I hope the NBA isn't that dumb but I got my guys in the studio with me Himes you got it first. Uh, would you would you put a cap on the three point shooting? And is there too many three point shots being shot? It's outlandish. Um, all right. So my thoughts on this are: remember back in the day when we all heard about how people didn't want dunking to be allowed in the game, how it would change the game in a negative light, how it would alter yeah. NBA defenses, how rules had to change to prevent Wilt Chamberlain from being the guy Will that actually dominated. Will? Yeah. 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 Look, that's what people said back then. The three point shot is kind of in the same boat and, and it kind of goes to what you're pointing out Mike like now that everyone wants the range because of how popular it is and how now that's the new dunk if you will right everyone yeah. wants to have the range so you're getting way more people down to the center position which we never even expected to have that type of range taking those shots at least two three times a game and it's expected the NBA offenses are adjusting now just as the defenses will adjust over time and yeah. it's just how it works the game is ever changing this is one of those revolutionary parts of the game now I, I personally think yeah there are too many threes getting taken a game but it's also for what you said ill-advised players taking the shots players who don't necessarily have the repertoire to do that that's something that you work off in the off season just because it's now popularized in the NBA doesn't mean you as the 14th man on the roster should be relegated to taking the three-point shot over going for an open layup you know yeah, what I mean? An open layup is what that, is that like the pull of the transition pull when like there's open layup. If you're not the exactly. shooter or like not like a consistent one, like I, but most guys that only shooters will do that. But still to this day, like take the layup. Because hey, remember the Nuggets, they they took that L because they had a two guys had layups at the end of the game yes. to take the overtime, but they went behind the three point line. Look, all right. So here, here's the simple story. Today, I was covering the Kansas State-Baylor game, right? Okay. Uh-huh. In the highlight, I had a dunk. Kansas State won, right? right? Uh, no, Baylor. Yeah, ba- Baylor's, Baylor's number Baylor one, bro. They, they, yeah, oh, yeah. no, no, I just wasn't Matt, sure. I remember State looking at the score, and I remember it like, that's no, no, what I they thought. They kept it close. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, for the last 15 minutes of the game, though, it was all Baylor. Yeah, but, okay, I watched the early game. Uh, but at that point, right, the first half, I had a dunk, and then I had a triple, right, by Mitchell. Um uh, Davion Mitchell, who yeah. had four threes in the game, right? He's going to be big, first round. Yeah, big number, right? Instead, they had me put a steal and then a layup in. And I'm thinking to myself, why? And they're saying, hey, we need variation in these highlights. And I'm thinking, do you realize who the audience is now? They want to see the threes. If this guy has three threes in the first half, that's the highlight people are going to be interested in seeing. And yeah. that's what the game has adjusted. Think about it from a marketing perspective and what we're talking about. It's adjusted my daily thought for what I'm going to produce in a highlight for the rest of America to watch because the three-point ball has been revolutionized that much. But I think layups and dunks are always going to be more spectacular and more underrated now. You know, so that's what it is. I feel that, uh, Bruce, you give your take on this? I haven't, but, you know, I I pretty much agree. Like, it's just getting to a point to where... 
yes, like you don't have the guys that have the like you said the repertoire to even do that. But these dudes work on this. Yeah, they make these shots. Yeah, like I mean, just yeah. the big light, the bright lights is on. They might fumble. I mean, this is where the league is going. It's fast paced. I love it. Yeah, like let it happen. Let that, it be. That's like telling Patrick yes, Mahomes, "Hey, you only get you only get thirty passes a game." Like what? If he had to throw, day, you're still going to see he Lakers in the championship. No, 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 there's, there's a there, distinct so. difference. There is a distinct difference because when all you're doing is essentially one part of the game, where most of these guys that are taking these shots, if you look at the rosters, right, the big name guys are taking it, but the guys that shouldn't be taking the no, shots, yeah. are you guys or people that uh, wouldn't be associated Five, with taking those six, shots, three. yeah, yeah. They're, they're accounting for at least forty to fifty percent of those shots. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of wasted points and airtime for me to watch a guy go run up and down the court like it's twenty-four hour but basketball. I just think it, it it's all on coaching. I think that coaches have to. Tell the players, hey, why this you're at a disadvantage shooting these threes, so it's hurting us. So like, four, bro. Man, facts. Like the Lakers last year weren't a big time three point shooting team and that's who won the championship. So it shows that you have to vary. If you have a roster like uh like the um Utah Jazz who has a bunch of shooters who are knocking down threes, of course shoot them. But that hey, that's just coaching. You have to coach your guys to be like, We are not a three point shooting team. Yeah. So we're going we're going to get to the points off turnover. Facts. Yeah, so it, we're going to get to the bucket. It's culture. Yeah. The rent is too damn high, and Mike D'Antoni ruined the NBA. Don't at me. Mike Mike D'Antoni, but it wasn't even Mike because nah, it, it's just a joke, bro. The Suns could have shot way more, but it was just everybody's. They could have. When you are the best. Man, facts. When you are the best player. You're going to copy off of that. So when you had Jordan do all these crazy dunks, that's what people wanted, the highlight plays at the rim. Now since Steph is one of those premier guys and Kevin Durant, and these guys are premier three-point shooters, the league is a copycat league. And they're copying off of the team who won three or four championships the in their formula time. to take down LeBron or to play like LeBron. That's that's what they're going with. Yeah, or to take him down. And he's, he's lost to uh, three-point shooters, so... Man, it, it's just it's just real crazy uh, the fact that, that that's how the league is. So are they shooting too many? Of course, I believe that some teams, some players are shooting too many threes, but it's the way of the game. Coaches need to coach up these big guys and these guards who can't shoot and say, if you can't, like Russ, I'm telling Russ, if you can't shoot the three, don't shoot it. Shoot the mid-range because you got that. Yeah, so it's like, hey, it is what it is, man, but – uh, let us know. Hit us up in the chat, or you can call in to let us know what you think. Are there too many three-point shots shot in today's NBA game? Uh, that 23s a game rule is terrible, so please never let that happen. But, um, guys, uh, just to let y'all know, it's been a year, a full year, exactly. since the March 11th shutdown with Rudy Gobert and the Utah Jazz. Um it's yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Just to think that it's a year. My thoughts is, how do you guys feel about how the NBA approached it, how they attacked it, and has it been a success so far? We'll start in studio this time, uh, Bruce. What's your thoughts? Say that again. Since March 11th, a year ago, um, how has the NBA attacked it? Do you think it has been successful? And just the things that we saw occur during that time. Oh, it's been beautiful, man. I mean, what else have we? been able to do basketball has pretty much been the only consistent thing especially when it comes to sports i mean all the sports have been working out for the most part they're there yeah but um football really struggled i think throughout the season and i think basketball has still done great um even with the postponements um there's so much sports to watch but the bubble was just the success of everything you know that was the biggest part of all of this was we don't hey, we don't count the nfl i forgot to tell you we don't count that season it was rigged just to, let, just to let y'all know, but uh, Himes, what's your you feel. what's your thought on the three sixty five days, man? Since rigged, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, rode, we rode that wave too. Shout out to Tom for getting a seventh. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, you're so welcome to watch. You know, the greatest of all time continue his the reputation. Patriot. But all right, um, three sixty five days. The NBA did the best job of any sports organization in the United mm-hmm. States and realistically in the world. I think the NBA just raised the standard. The NBA basically put every other league on notice and said, here, we are going to treat our players right. Even though this is a rough situation in which they have to go away as if they're going on a tour 
in the military, they are going to be in the best place, getting tests, getting the best health care. They're going to be kept healthy, and they're also going to get to do what they love to do. And it's something to keep you sane. Sure, there were trade-offs, but the NBA set the standard that they treat their players the best, unlike all the other organizations. The NFL in particular, they Mm -hmm. set themselves apart with not to mention all of the issues stemming from CTE and concussions that have come out of the NFL for the last 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. The NBA has made it a point to harp on player health and player empowerment. And they are going head and shoulders above every other sporting league to ensure their players is safety, health, and even now more so than ever. And I think this is something we barely touch on is mental health. The NBA is definitely setting a standard because they are giving the players the empowerment to feel comfortable to talk about these things, especially the platform. But they're giving them that power. And you have Paul George who came out during the bubble saying he was dealing with something and then they allow him to speak. So um, it's been great. I think the NBA has done a great job within these 365 days. It's a lot of crazy things we dealt with but they figured it out and it looks like we're going to be getting fans back in the arena and it's just exciting times man they did a great great job uh, Mike what's your thoughts for the NBA uh, since last March 11th um, how do you feel the NBA has done has it been a success I feel like it's been very successful their safety protocols and procedures were impeccable and literally the best that we have seen in a long time when they are able to contain what can come in and out of the money maker and their machine being their players and their coaches they took the upper echelon level of taking this shit serious like they literally did everything above and beyond to say guess what if we can maintain Zero, I repeat, zero new cases while we while they were in the bubble, while they started back and said, you know what, if we actually can keep the pet players we can keep in here, we can contain this thing. If you do it right, we can show you how. And the NBA set the standard and they're only going to get better from here once they're able to get the players to be more careful, conscious, and um, open to keeping themselves out of the situations that can get them, you know, in contact, like Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. We know you got to get a fresh cut, but you got to see where you're getting your cut from. Come on now, whose man's is this? Yeah, it's hard to monitor that one. That's that's tough because you going. I'm trying to get saying, fresh. They cracking down, so once they get that, it's gonna be a one. Yeah, it's gonna be a one. Danny, what's your thoughts, man? The years since. Uh, the Utah, pretty much the Utah Jazz shut down the league. Uh, now we are here. What's your thoughts on it all? Rudy Gobert thought this shit was play play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you guys. They did a they did a great job. Um, they were professional. They made sure that they you know they 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 get from A to Z. You know, there's some things you can't account for, and you can't you know mis- you know you can't help immaturity. Uh, lemon pepper, little will. <laughs> Uh, Facts. He killed, he killed the whole bubble, you know. From his, he, you know, he's an innovator. <laughs> so you can't really, you know. I mean, they just did a great job, bro, from start to finish. I think they set the standard, uh, like Alex said. But I do think um, once everyone gets vaccinated, we'll see how, like, if they be, like the, we'll see what they do. I think that's going to be a big thing. Like, once everything miles down, will they still apply the same pressure, or will they relax? Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be very interesting because we want to see this thing keep going. We want to finish up, and the NBA is much different because everything is in this arena, you know, compared to the NFL where you have an open uh, top on the roof. So it's gonna it's gonna be very interesting. Twenty twenty one, the Hall of Fame nominees have been named. So if you guys yeah. don't know, uh, listeners, that last year's class, headlined by the late great Kobe Bryant, uh, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, will be also uh, put into the Hall of Fame this year. But you have 2021. Uh, the finalist nominees have been named. And just to let you know who's who they're there, they have a choice. They have a hard choice to make. Uh, you have Paul Pierce, Chris Bosch, Chris Weber, Michael Cooper, who should have been in there, which is crazy. Uh, Lauren Jackson, 
Three-time MVP of WNBA Ben Wallace Yolanda Griffith A great player for the uh, Sacramento Monarchs um, Bill Russell is even back up As a coach So yep. Yeah It's crazy but it, it's, it's a crazy list So out of all of these names Paul Pierce Chris Bosch Chris Weber Michael Cooper uh, Lauren Jackson Ben Wallace Yolanda Griffith I want my guys here To pick one name That for sure Should be in the uh, Hall of Fame This year So Danny uh, You got it first uh, Paul Pierce Chris Bosch Chris Weber Michael Cooper Lauren Jackson uh, From the Seattle Storm Ben Wallace And Yolanda Griffith Who's Yolanda? She played for the Monarchs. Remember, she's the the black chick with the braids. Okay. She was nice, but we'll take That's the women specific. away. Just for this. Lauren Jackson and Yolanda, we they should be in because they're great players. But we we'll go Paul Pierce, Chris Bosh, Chris Weber, Michael Cooper, Ben Wallace. Who should be for sure? Pick one. Who should for sure out of those names be in there this year? Who goes first? Danny got it. Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace. Yeah. Tell me more. You might did Glasses Malone hit you up today? Four times. <laughs> <laughs> I know he did. Cause Glasses <laughs> thinks that Ben Wallace is better than Patrick Ewing. A defense and a rebound. And I'm just gonna stick to the fact that he stopped. You know what I'm saying? I hate to say that, but he stopped Kobe from getting six time with Jordan. You know Facts. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's big time. That, that alone, yeah, he 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 helped. You know, somewhat slow down Shaq in that series. So I mean. I'm going to go with Ben Wallace. I don't think there's anybody else, Paul Pierce, K, that we should even have. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> trifling. Hey, Mike, so who you got, man, out of those names? How about Alex? First <laughs> off, I'm going to say Paul Pierce. Ben Wallace, I understand. I do. But you already know why. Once he gets a nod, bro, Inglewood all day, it, it's, it, it's, it's a thoroughbred situation. It's, it's town business, and we ain't even from the Bay. You smell me? <laughs> but uh, it's just like Paul Pierce, I definitely, like, what he did, he played in Boston, went through a traumatic situation, um, you know, came through, a champion, was all they had in the city that didn't even love him like that, and then they gained his respect because all he did was show up and do everything plus more and let them in four or yeah four statistical categories majority of every year that he was there until he got help so come on now Paul Pierce Inglewood baby you already know we over there we gotta get it okay. Ben Wallace I, we know what you did you was my favorite defensive player and power forward growing up Ben Wallace I will give you love live you know that but Paul Pierce Come on now. I should I should have known that. your answer, Mike. Um, Himes, I just I was gonna say you should probably know Himes <laughs> by now. Yeah, I know I should have known, but Himes, I think I know yours too. But let's hear it. Look, as much as I want to say Paul, because what he did with the Celtics, I mean, it, it, there's a reason why a Celtics fans hold on to 2008 so much. It's because the relationship that we had built with Paul Pierce and the fact that these two guys and Ray and KG bought into our system, and not only effectively ended a title drought but it was the the start of hope and revitalizing the fan base of the Celtics right true think about the last time the Celtics had a big name player that wasn't Pierce, Pierce was Reggie Lewis Antoine in the Walker 90s. don't sleep on Antoine <laughs> yeah, answer, I count <laughs> Antoine no I count Twan around <laughs> the same period because they grew up together hand running. in hand right they were parallels that intersected but Pierce's play like and value five. outweighed Walker yeah bar none not right? true so Twan is an afterthought for me Reggie Lewis was Man. the last big name so for me Pierce and that whole dynasty that's why 2008 meant so much and yes Pierce should be in the Hall of Fame and he will get there but let me make it very clear the fact that Bill Russell has to go up for another nomination and the fact that he's not already just notified that everything, yes, the totality of his work should not be considered a Hall of Fame arc in and of itself, and he should be mentioned for that. He was the first black head coach. No, yeah, I thought he was and already he's going in, in for, that. for that. That's what I'm saying. The fact that he isn't yeah. in for that. We are in 2021, and he's not recognized as a coach, too. He was a player coach with the Celtics and then went on and did his own coaching career. Coach, yeah. yeah, But he's just so known as a player that but sometimes you thing. overlook it. We yeah. should not be at yeah. that point where the other part of his career, which wasn't just as a basketball player, it was no, an yeah. icon as a head coach. How many years did he coach? 10, 12 years, I believe. Look that up because I want to know. 
Because just because he Bill Russell, if his if his resume wasn't great, you don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, which is the best of the best. So Bruce, you got one of those players. Who you got, man? Uh, this is tough. I like the Bill Russell just because, like, it's like man, get him in everything. Nah, facts. But um, when he, I just have an argument for Chris Chris Weber. He was uh, That's sorry. great That's great He was hit, above hit. 500 It was 341 to 290 For his How pat- many championships? Two with the Celtics As a player coach And then coaching beyond that He doesn't deserve To be in the Hall of Fame As a coach uh, You got it You got it like, But um <laughs> Only reason I say Chris Weber Is because of like How they revitalized college Facts Like only for the college stuff. Facts like He was a great basketball player in the league And he mm-hmm. will eventually get into the Hall of Fame But I think if you look at like college And like his his impact Like that Fab Five thing If you just look like Oh he was part of Fab Five Like duh Yeah To this day <laughs> yeah, They, still, they yeah. matter like, Yeah facts. To this day they matter Like Jawan Howard is the coach at Michigan right now Man And they're balling balling They are man But yeah. it's been That's an exciting team to watch who you said? It's Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace? Yeah, wow. Ben Wallace. Four time defensive player of the year. It's just a championship. Yeah, but Ben Ben Wallace uh, won championship. So for me, I thought he was there. He I can't Paul, believe that Paul none of y'all Wallace. said this name. But um Chris Bosch. I don't think Chris Bosch helped LeBron get his first two championships. Am I the only um, one that feels cool. that he like he's a great player? He was, he a, was a third piece. He was a third piece that was yeah an all star in a number one Bro, on a team. Ask that me that how was many minimal. years did he play? That's what I said. Like Antoine thirteen Walker years. Thirteen Pierce years. How many Bosch. years did he make the all star team? Eleven. Eight. So that means only two years he wasn't a all star player. Most like, of those was with Toronto though. Yes. Yeah, that's player. when he was a number one. But and he made it as career the Miami Heat 19, as a number three option. Careers nineteen and eight. Um before all of that, he was putting up numbers like twenty four, uh nearly eleven, uh two yep. assists, one block. Like he was a great individual player and they're not winning the three P without Chris Bosch. Like they needed the big three. He was a big man who could stretch the floor and I was willing to sacrifice his game and still was an eighteen and eight a game guy. You know? Who the hell were the three P? Every hey, everybody talk about the Ray Allen shot. Who was it that made it happen? Chris Bosch. He got the rebound, threw it out wait, to wait. Ray. Ray saved the day, saved LeBron's career. You know, so who would have had a three P um, without Chris Bosch? The same had three P with Chris Bosch. Look, no, Amari Stoudemire is on the fault. same level as Chris Bosch. Yeah, like, Amari Stoudemire is on the same level as Chris Bosch. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Yes. So but, Amari Stoudemire. And the only difference is as a he has two rings as a third option on a real good team. And I'm not saying Chris Bosh isn't bad. I don't think that he's a first ballot Hall of Famer though. That's for damn sure. But no, so he was on there last year. Uh, I don't think he's a second or third ballot Hall of Famer. Bro, he, is Lamar Odom a first ballot Hall of Famer? No, Lamar is not a Hall of Famer. I mean, in the that's book, a, the what? great. I look at them no, no, too no. as a. Why not? And Lamar Odom nah, in the great big cap. book of men, he is that's top ten cap. all time. In Danny, NBA, wait, though, no. Let me, Danny. The reason why Lamar Odom has how many All Star appearances? Zero. Versus Zero. a man with a. If Lamar went to Toronto, he would have been doing that same shit, averaging twenty and eleven. But he was Lamar on the Clippers. Like, he didn't do it on the Clippers. Like he was in the West. The West three was illegitimate. Bro, that power forward, that power position was always sewed up in the West. Yeah, but he, even on the East, he, he had a year with D-Wade. He was a rookie. They made the playoffs. He didn't even make it there with Miami. Then he came to Lakers playing for the Lakers next to Kobe, and he still couldn't get in because after Man, he is not Chris Bosh. He's the only player in NBA history to have this marriage saved at a brothel. He's going down to history No, he is But people, man, Chris Bosh was 11-time All-Star Two championships the 27 and 49 He knows 27 yeah. and 49 but Bill Russell for me you. and you play power four and center back then so I, it's a different game <laughs> Mike, 12 Mike <laughs> had 1.6 rebounds and 72 fouls how many winning seasons has Chris Bosh had like real winning seasons not like 500 how many winning seasons yeah I'm pretty sure maybe like, two years of his career because Toronto was always a top four seed when he played it's just they couldn't win versus the Celtics or versus LeBron or versus Dwight 
Because I, Name the second best player With uh, the Toronto Raptors When he was there Anthony Parker Whose sister is better than him Don't diss Anthony Parker bro Amen. Who? Jalen Rose. Man, Jalen Rose is watching. Jamario by Moon. Jamario Moon. See these names y'all like saying? Jamario Moon sightings. And, and, y'all, and the fact he was taking him to the. Patterson like, randomly. The second round in the playoffs. Eric Snow. Bro, that, that alone should, should get. Snow. Alvin Williams was on his really team. Daniel Booby Gibson. Hey, so, Courtside Radio, we are here, man. It's starting five. Mike Kelly, PG, Bruce Courtside, Himes LA is in the building. Uh, our guy, Danny, the CEO, and the shooting guard himself, Miss Ida Poppy Mike, is um, here with us via Zoom. But, yeah, let yes, us sir. know who do you guys think is the for sure name to be in the Hall of Fame from Paul Pierce, Chris Bosch, Chris Weber. Uh, Michael Cooper, Ben Wallace. Michael Cooper probably deserved it the most. Bro, got he deserves five the rings. biggest cool. nod. To be honest, like he's been disrespected <laughs> by the NBA for so long for yeah. his intangibles with those '80s Lakers. Like as a defensive unit, all those Lakers will tell you, yeah. like he was the heart and soul. For of the a defense. minute, Michael Jordan was saying that was the toughest guy he had to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he never had to play against Avery Bradley or Marcus Smart because he would have gave him seventy. Nah, <laughs> Stop playing with MJ, man. But um, let let us know, man. Who should be the for sure name in the class of 2021 when it comes to the Hall of Fame? Uh, before we get to the Celtic dump, last thing, Duke will miss the tournament for the first time since 1995 due to a member of the program testing positive for COVID. They finished 13 and 11. This is the first time since 95. And it looks like Kentucky's going to be out as well. Sorry, Alex. But this is, the, <sighs> hey, this is the first time Duke and Kentucky will not be in a tournament since 1976. And you know the only thing we're missing? Hey, if Duke and Kentucky are out, I want North UNC Carolina. to go home. Nah, don't be a hater. I want UNC, them though. home. Don't be a hater, man. Remember, y'all can hit us up in the chat or you can call in via the Good News Radio app. Uh, for all you guys listening to us on other platforms, listen to us live to get that real experience, baby. But we thank you for your support. Anyway, hi, I'm Celtic Dump Time. Let's go. Crap. This dude. <laughs> I have my uh, fruit snacks in, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Sorry. Man. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back! Courtside Thursdays, this is the Celtic Dump, presented by Himes LA. And we're back, people. I'm going to save the talk about Myers Leonard for the group after this. And this time, because the trade deadline is looming, and the Celtics have something that gives them the greatest leverage, and that is the TPE exemption. They've managed to wrangle in a major $25 million exemption that they can utilize to go after any other player on the market and benefit either themselves going in the offseason when they can take and absorb another player's contract or send it to another organization so they can utilize it for the same thing in free agency. Now, the Celtics sit in a funny situation. We hear that they've been somewhat tied to the Pistons for Grant, but that's just a smokescreen. Realistically, the top two guys that we've been linked to as of now has been publicly Harrison Barnes and behind closed doors, Lonzo Ball. Harrison Barnes is a bit of a more intriguing piece because Barnes outright would just come in as a veteran leadership to be both an offensive weapon as a three-point shooter and a mid-range specialist or on the or on the defensive side as a solid four defender. The problem is he plays the same position as Brown and Tatum. Yes. So how does that fit necessarily work? It would be a bench player or you'd have a move over to the four or a five, which basically effectively renders us the same way the Houston Rockets tried with PJ Tucker at the five. And that didn't work out so great. So the Celtics sit in a very strange situation because this exemption, they hold the most leverage being right now. As soon as the uh, off season approaches, other teams are going to realize the Celtics will only have two to three weeks once the offseason hits to actually get use of the exemption before it gets vaporized. So with little time looming, the Celtics have to use this exemption to go after another player before other teams take wind that they'll have to do something. So the last piece I leave you with is the guy I think the Celtics should go after the most. We've mentioned him on the show before, and I'm finally giving in. That's Bruce's favorite player right now, Lonzo Ball. Uh-oh. And Michael had a yes. point. The Celtics need a, you hear the fans? a pass first point guard. <laughs> and a guy that can also stretch the floor and is also a defensive player. What does Lonzo check? All of those boxes and then All some wall elevating his team's play. 
A guy like Lonzo would fit seamlessly alongside Tatum and Brown in the starting lineup, and going after a big in the buyout market, like fishing, shoot, uh, shooting fish in a barrel, getting a big man, hopefully, Andre Drummond, bless your heart, please don't go to the Brooklyn Nets, because then I won't have to Come watch to the, the Lakers! I won't watch the NBA if you go to Brooklyn, Andre. <laughs> I'm just going to be real. Facts. But the Celtics need to make a move. Lonzo Ball is my guy, and Harrison Barnes is the intriguing pick. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Celtic Dump presented by Alex Himes of Courtside Radio. We're back, people. Let's get going, guys. What do you guys think? Danny, Mike, who do you think the Celtics should go after? I'll take this one first. Go ahead, Danny. No, we're going to let let, uh, Michael and uh, Michael take this one first. Yeah, because we're going to refresh y'all on on the Zoom because we got two minutes. So, uh... Be ready to log back in it. But I, I think that um, the move for Lonzo Ball would be be ideal. Um, he's, he's someone who's been playing without a ball, um, away from the ball. And you want to do your best to keep Tatum and Jalen Brown having the ball most of the time. So I feel that, um, man, Lonzo would be perfect. Lonzo would be the guy that you truly want to uh, be a part of that, that team and that um, – you know he's going to add to them, and I, I think it will be a good look for him too because he gets to play in the playoffs too. So, of course, man, like why wouldn't you want Lonzo on your team? He don't need to be a Celtic, you know. <laughs> I'm cool on that. He's the reverse Rick Fox, <laughs> <laughs> and that would be his career. For that was, literally, that, career but arc. That was a crazy yeah. stat you showed me earlier, like him with the three point percentage and made threes. He has year. more threes made than Luca, LeBron. Yeah, I saw Booker. that. Yep, I saw. Like, that. it's just nutty because he's just catch and shoot, and because he's the playmakers are who? Yeah, the playmakers are who? Seven and a half threes a yeah, game. Yeah, because he doesn't dribble to the rim. That's crazy. Um, but but the playmakers but shoot. The, the playmakers are Zion and Ingram. They have the ball a lot, so it's like just catch and shoot. So he would be perfect next to them. Um, so that's a Celtic dump. Yeah, that's a Celtic dump right there. Um, so yeah, man, what do you guys think the Celtics would do? I know this is an LA show, and we hate to talk about it, but we have the token Celtic fan here on our show, the let's only go. Celtic fan in LA, which is crazy. So um, let's let's take you around the league. Of course, we know we talked about it earlier Simmons and Embiid. They're out for contact tracing. That's why they missed the All Star game. Um, Bron says he's unsure about. The vaccine and that it will be a family choice. He will not let it be known. He's just gonna. It's a family choice. So uh, that's very interesting. Lamarcus Aldridge and the Spurs are departing ways. The Spurs are looking for trade partners, and one of them you might have to think about is back to Portland. Uh, he did have a talk with Dame in 2019 to say he wanted to retire there. This would be the perfect time. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happened with him. Um, so Simmons and Embiid out. Bron said he's unsure about the vaccine. Audrey Spurs parting ways. Let's talk about the main thing that's going on that we have to talk about what's going on around the league. Myers Leonard to be away from the Heat after a racial slur that gives terrible um, after a racial slur. Then he gives this terrible handwritten apology. Handwritten? Yeah. I hope if he wrote this, bro, it was like, who helped him with this? It was terrible. But uh, he's going to be fined 50K, suspended a week, and he's going to have to take classes on these cultural things that he needs to learn. So what do we feel about uh, Myers Leonard, man? What's our take on it? Himes, our uh, Jewish friend that's a part of the show, you got it first. Hey, but I'm going to tell you one thing, though. Can I tell you one thing? The word that he used, which is a uh, racial uh, slur towards Jewish people, I I never until I saw hanging with you, I never heard the word. Like I never knew what the word was. But for a guy with that type of money, with that much access to information, there's no way he shouldn't have known. Hans, what's your thoughts on it? Look for uh, for people who don't know uh, in the Jewish religion and as a Jewish person, the worst word you could say in its effective value at its core is the equivalent of saying the N word. That's the effective Agreed. core value of what the word does. It's like a piercing knife. Yep, I agree. And to think that this guy was playing a video game and he had to use that word on a live stream as a meager, mild response to someone running away from him while playing Call of Duty. That's just an insult and a slap in the face. 
Look, mm-hmm. we've all been there as children when we were 13, 14, playing Call of Duty, Halo, whatever you, you want to play, and you started yelling stuff in the microphone, all the seven dirty words you can't say on television by George Carlin, right? We've all been there. <laughs> but yep. what did we do? We outgrew that. We stopped doing that. And especially a guy like Myers Leonard, who has such power and has a platform. Look, the, what, whether we like to acknowledge NBA players' as careers and what they are, right? Yeah. This man is an NBA player. He is looked at, right, as a guy to represent an example. A guy that kids can look up to and say, hey, look, we can get into the league, right? Mm-hmm. And at a time where you see such divisiveness in the NBA, you shouldn't be trying to look between the lines. You are a presence and you have a presence, And to think that you would let it go all to waste and you would allow yourself to use such an insightful term that really does get to the core of Jewish people. No, yeah. It's something that's so derogatory. Michael, let me tell you. Yeah. This is something that cannot be forgotten. This is something that can't get canceled. This is not something that can go that way. What needs to happen is the NBA took action. They did their investigation, but it needs to go further than that. This man needs to make it a point to learn and then to reteach, to pay it forward. Since you claim in your half-hearted written apology that was nonsense, as someone that is a part of that religious group and identifies as Jewish and is very proud of it, that was an insult in and of itself to claim that you had no idea what it meant. But you damn well did if you say it in that reference live on a live stream. There is no which way, shape, or form you use a term that you have no idea what it means when that occurs on a live stream in that moment. It's not like when you hit a three and two K you say, Oh, hegwallish. That's not even a word. Yeah. Hogwallish. It makes no sense. It's just a crazy situation because it shouldn't be said, you know, when you play those games, you hear too much recklessness. Um, as far as, um, cause I think of Roddy Cooper and I, I just looked it up just to, um, reaffirm myself, um, that um, he was only fined and received ca- uh, counseling. That was it for him using the N-word at a concert. Think about what league what it was. Yeah, but I, I just think that in full circle, uh, he should have been punished more. Yes. You know, so... Hindsight's twenty twenty. but this is the NBA, which is setting a standard. Yeah. If we are going to back up what we talked about literally 25 minutes ago about how the NBA set its standard with health mm-hmm. and safety protocols and also player empowerment, they need to also make sure this player empowerment so doesn't what, take advantage. So what would be the proper... Uh, um, what I think personally, yeah. I personally think what he should do is go out of his way to learn more about Judaism and take part in some of the actual traditions. Even ha- hell, going to Shabbat dinner in yeah. Temple once. Julian Julian Edelman, yes, no, Edelman up to said do it. that. Yeah. yeah, and I wrote online the same thing, saying, "Hey, if you're ever in Los Angeles, you're welcome to Shabbat at our place." Because it's clearly the way to uh, the way to unlearn fear and hate is to reteach, to help consult. Yeah. To get rid of the ignorance, to untether the ignorance from your mainstream of thought, to understand that people have that words do hurt. This is the generation where we realize words do hurt. More no, than yeah, anything. yeah. And I, I think they're going to uh, the NBA is going to do their best to make sure he learns his lesson, especially playing for so. a Jewish owner. So, I hope so, man. Danny, uh, Danny, Mike, Bruce, you guys have takes on the Myers Leonard. He's an idiot. He deserves everything yep. that comes to him. Period. Point blank. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't do racism. This hey, is not okay. Yeah, I actually try to look for it. I didn't even hear what he said. No, he said a, a negative term that people use towards Jews, kind of like the N word f- towards us black folks. It's it's there. It's the word that's their N word. The K word. Yeah. Yeah. And he like he he was playing Call of Duty. And he said it aggressively. Say it again. He said it to a Jewish guy? No, no he said it, he just said well, the word yeah, while no. playing Call of Duty. You, you know Call of Duty. You, you know, know, they do you know when you're playing he Call of Duty and you shoot though, someone so and you're like... Well, no, I don't know what happened. I just know that okay, I read so, the thing that just said that he used... Danny, all right. Player. So, like, imagine mm-hmm. you're playing Call of Duty and you get shot. Your first reaction is, oh, my God, you fucking asshole, right? He said, you effing, then the K word. Yeah. As if it were just a normal thing to say. And then his apology, he said that he never, he doesn't know what the word means. Then why would you, you use the word? Like if you are claiming that you have no idea yeah. what the word is, why are you using it in the Facts. first place? There is no play. There's no recent? place. Yeah, there this is, no is place. recent, bro. This is yeah, like a, a week ago. Mike, what's your take on it? I feel like he's, he knew, because he said it very aggressively. So he knew what he was saying. He didn't know it was going to get him in that much trouble so fast but bro you were going to live stream on a video game 
come on now. Yeah. So you know people are watching you. You are, you have followers. You have people that you actually influence. People that will follow you for things and like look up to you in certain ways. And like you fuck this off for yourself. But for the apology to be so uh, fraudulent and to have the, an excuse for your actions just own up to the shit that you did and I mean come on now bro you made a mistake but you 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 made it openly yeah and so you have to own up to it we understand give a genuine apology yep and um change your ways man racism ain't accepted in no ways over here bro yeah and it's just a, I, I, I want you to get, I, it's I'm the gonna apology the, stat up, right? the apology Chris Haynes, was just terrible Chris Haynes tweeted this out Kobe Bryant was fined 100k in 2011 for using an anti-gay slur yeah Draymond Green was fined 50k for saying on TNT that Devin Booker should leave Phoenix Myers Leonard was fined 50k for an anti-Semitic mark hefty game checks deducted due to one week suspension but the fine does not reflect the incident that should tell you more about what's occurring than anything else. Yeah, but is that that week off is going to lead to a lot of money? Oh, and that's bread. Yeah, that's some good bread. That's the amount of money that he's losing. The fifty k is from minute, that week. I don't think he's even on. No, minimum. I think, I think he I, got paid. It, look that up. I think it's fifty k plus the week suspension. Yeah, whatever is going to lead to all check. that money. So it's like you got to pay the fifty. No, his off checks the bat. are deducted from his games. And then you have 50 off the bat. Your game checks are deducted, yeah. but not completely. Okay, yeah. So, hey, so this, that brings up a question. I have a question. Okay. Like, so I don't remember when this was. I think it was with the Clippers still. What about with the incident with, when uh, Montrez called... Uh, oh, white boy? Luca, like the... the, the you know what he yeah. said. B A white boy. I, that's yeah. just basketball. Straight up basketball. Because I don't know what happened. He to didn't use like a racial slur, high. technically. No, and it's context yeah. too. Yeah. Think about it. If a guy the is context playing, context when well, he said it was kind of like as if he would have said like, I think, like you stupid ass nigga. Like you know, to but, me. But he was able to control it, so that saved the day for him. Like yeah. people, it, are you it, acting like he's a superhero? If he used the c word, yeah, it would have been a little bit different. Yeah, if he used that c word, it would be like. You want to go back to a crazy one? There's Kevin Garnett calling um, uh, what's his face a cancer, calling him a like, cancer I'm just, patient. I'm just Charlie because, Villanueva. I mean, I don't oh know. It's yeah, it's like not really a term for white people. I mean, I don't know, like cracker, but like I don't know. I'm just saying, like to me, when you say what he said and the way he said it, it like I'm just saying to me, it would be as if someone called him. A nigga on the other end. Man, if he did that yeah. to me on the court, I'd be hyped up to play against him. I'm ready to freaking go straight <laughs> so I'm, just, the paint. Well, I'm just curious. That, like, is it because he's black in the times that we're in? Like, you ain't, I ain't gonna really. Nah, touch it that was just, I think it's because he didn't use the, the, uh, the racial slur, uh, Who? cracker. Trez. Like, yeah, if says, even if you call him a cracker, slur. that's not even that much of a racial that, slur. You can even say we just because they have Wonder Bread, the N word has been made was Cracker Jack. Wonder Bread, that's wild. But hey, I've that, never that's, heard that that's the around the league, man. Um, thank y'all for tapping in. Courtside Radio, we are here. The uh, the starting five, man. We are doing our We're thing, killing this, really thing. this thing. Hey, so it's it's my favorite part of the show. It's my time to hate, man. Let me let me get some of that hate. Let me get some of that oh, hate. Are please. you ready? You ready? I'm ready for that. And you playing uh, Pooh Shy oh, Scenes real? Hey, so I know y'all gonna be with me on some of this. Um, so I'm gonna just I'm gonna get through it really quick. Uh, what I am hating on this week for the hating ass Michael segment is um, number one. Michael Irving. See, this is why we don't like Cowboy fans. Because guys like Michael Irving. Michael Irving coming out on national TV saying that Dak is the closest thing to Tom Brady. It's why we hate it's why we hate Cowboy fans. They do so like they'll be four and four, win one game, they're five and four, now they're the Super Bowl contenders. It's like, bro, no, he's not Tom Brady. He's nowhere close. He's a good, solid quarterback who got paid 
I believe more money than he should have been paid. Uh, but he's, you know, he, he's a solid quarterback. But to say he's Tom Brady, Tom Brady might be the greatest of all time. Dak Prescott is nowhere near any of that. So please, Cowboy fans, Michael Irvin, stay off the snow. <laughs> that's Tony, what I'm going to say. Tony That's what I'm going to say on that one. And then number two, ESPN, y'all just slacking this whole week. First, y'all let Michael Irvin say that on y'all channel. Then I don't know if you guys seen it, but you should have. Um, and ESPN, I have to hate on them for not having their set set up properly after oh part God, of the set yeah. fell onto ESPN Columbia uh, anchor Carlos Ordoz. Man, it looked like he was going to die. Did you see his head hit the table? Yeah. Like, like, I was like, damn, did he break oh, his back? But luckily, he was, he was fine. He had no fractures. Uh, just like Bust his nose And some other stuff But it's like Come on The emotional you guys damages worth, oh, You guys are part of Disney Your billion dollar brand How is this happening? Michael The first place my mind goes to Straight up is I'm filing a lawsuit For emotional damages I'm saying after my that. neck it's My Dis- back My, my neck pussy, and my, my neck back <laughs> But man It's like How do you guys Not have this set up I don't know if y'all Seen it yet Bruce um, uh, Danny Mike But y'all need nope. to go Check out that video And y'all gonna be like Damn Cause dude I thought it, he I thought he bad. broke his back Yeah it looked yeah. really bad He takes the full force And guys Like it falls from behind him So viciously And yeah. it hits the back of his head Straight into the table Man And and they kept recording the show Like they yeah, kept Yeah casually <laughs> The other guy trying to Like, yeah, like normal um, to so his left. We're going to go to The commercial He just finished his story And went to the commercial break yeah. So Yo no soy a, uh, ESPN, Adios amigas You guys are tripping So the hate is real Towards you guys Cause Michael Irvin Should not be on TV Saying that blasphemous stuff And you guys gotta fix the set I know it's Columbia But come on man Y'all gotta oh Y'all gotta be better I love how you just Tied that together With Michael Irving You know the cocaine Columbia nah, Michael Irving hey, cocaine, I'm clever you know. I know He's what I'm doing all day. But hey That's a Hating yeah. ass Mike Kale segment And hey, I got a, a big announcement I received I am now the leader Of the hateocracy So the hate Is forever gonna be real Rest in peace Stick meaner And oh, shout out to the squad man We also have an announcement For you The player haters ball This year will be taking place in, On August 8th you heard it from me first, and Michael's being nominated for Hater of the, the Year. The day after my birthday, dude, on my birthday, the seventh. No, 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 Hater of the Year. You've been nominated. Oh, for real? I love yeah. it, man. So that's that's the hate right there, oh, man. Hating has Michael's segment. It's real. So, Bruce, it is your turn. Let's get to these drops, man. Drops of the week. Man, well, first, like I said, condolences to everybody who took the L's early this week on uh, Dunks and ah. you know, the Jays last Saturday. I know a lot of y'all took it L on took, Saturday. But I tried to get you to 13. Size 13, bro. You did? Yeah, you I You the man. Because, uh, you know, them L's came heavy <laughs> yeah. for me. Oh, man. But, uh, and then, especially this morning, Supreme dropped. There was a, uh, what did they have? All their Nike gear dropped today. It was fly, but no. Nothing for us. Nothing. We don't win. <sighs> well, this weekend there is an SB Dunk High called uh, the Carpet Company by Carpet Companies, the Royal Pulse. So this is one of those shoes, like I said, like it's, it's not pretty, but it's like a tearaway Dunk High. SBs have been really popular. Um, I want to say over the last couple years again, coming from where like they were like so the hype like 15 years ago. Um, and that's pretty much like the main shoe coming out. There's a couple Yeezys here and there, but like Yeezys haven't been hitting like they used to. But the biggest shoe that you need to know is definitely that SB Dunk High Carpet Company it will get you a pretty penny in your pocket. Yeah. Right after you purchase. So, um, y'all be safe out there, man. And, uh, if you, if you hit for those, uh, SB Dunk Highs on Saturday on Sneakers app, let us know. And if you take that, you can let us know too. You know, we cry with you. Man, facts. I know I'm trying to get those dunks, bro. Michael, please take the L for what? No. Please take I, the L for us. I've been taking L's, bro. Like, I tried to get them, but I know for sure, um, maybe not the black and white dunks, but I know I'm going to be trying my best to get the ones after. So, um, I, hopefully I don't take an L. Um, <laughs> I may I may need a plug though I need to find a plug but I need those dunks man but that's the drops of the week uh, make I sure broke you my back no yeah that my guys just seeing the picture and they seeing how terrible it looked check the group text Bruce you gonna see what I mean yeah it was I said bad. the ESPN set was perfect. it was terrible bro you see 
<laughs> it's bad, I didn't man. Know the whole thing fell hey, the on the video is funny because you see that. Uh, I guess the main anchor he really was like what in the, the middle. He, yeah, he was like, uh, so let me keep, oh, shit. let me oh. keep doing this. But hey, it's that time of the show. We gotta discuss. Um, you know, I talked about it at the very beginning, and it's something that we have to discuss because shout out to Rick Eisen, um, uh, legend in this game. He talked about it on his show, and you got some very in- interesting. Interesting answers from callers and people that were a part of the show. So my question to you guys um, here, and I guess we'll start with uh, we'll start with you, um, Danny, to say, is the L.A. a Laker town or Dodger town? The Laker town. Oh, elaborate. That's a question. No, yeah, it's yeah. Laker town. Um, yeah, it's a Laker town. I mean, it's 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 arguably you know. The most popular uh, franchise in all of sports, right? They've been known to have the greatest athletes on their team and arguably one of the best ever uh, in LeBron James, quote unquote, right? Um, Kobe, Magic, Kareem. It's it's more than just LeBron. I mean, it's it's just, I mean, mean, I'm just saying like arguably the best ever in the sport, in their respective sport. I I just think that there's no question about who... Yeah, it's the Lakers. That's easy. Dodgers, I mean, don't. I love the Dodgers, but it's no, it's not a Laker. It's not a Dodger town for sure. Damn it, no. Because hey, I just want y'all to think about this. Like, there's one fabric, one piece of um, one one gear, a gear that you come to LA that you're going to see no matter what, no matter who it is. Um, just because it's you know it's it's the support and it represents the city, but you're going to see a blue. LA Dodger cap. Yep. No, even with non baseball fans, it's like I'm gonna have me a um, blue LA Dodger. I have a blue LA Dodger cap. I'm not even a Dodger fan. I'm an Angel Los fan. Dodgers. You know, so Los hey, hey, so before we get to you, Mike, shout out to um, O'Shea Jackson Jr. He was uh, he got hit up by Rich, and he was just like, you know. The Dodger hat is the logo of the city. You got people who don't even watch baseball wearing the hat. The Lakers are the greatest franchise. Uh, here's, he's saying they're one and the same. They even share Magic Johnson. They share Los Angeles, 1988 to 2020. Streets of gold, skies of blue. So, it. But I know a lot of baseball fans and even non-baseball fans who are a fan of both who are kind of like, uh, man, it's Dodgers. Because when the Dodgers came to L.A. from Brooklyn, they were already a premier team. Um, of their sport at a time where baseball was the biggest sport. And you have some huge names, Sandy Koufax, um, Jackie Robinson, uh, and many more. Uh, Tommy Lasorda was was the the coach. So, uh, Mike, what's your take on it? Dodgers or Lakers? Man, in my heart, I want to go Lakers because that's what brought me, like, I'm, I'm, like, people, if you understand the Lakers coming from Inglewood, going Taking them, taking their talents to Staples, like that. It was, it was embedded in me. Like the Dodgers, they were always LA. We get it. Like the movies depict the Dodgers more, but I feel like it's always been a Lakers city. It's like once you want to, like people want to go go out somewhere, you will probably say a Lakers game. The popular opinion through movies, they'll go say a Dodger game. But people don't want to stick to a Dodger game. You'll rather go to a Laker game. So I feel like the Lakers embody the city more, but the Dodgers are more popularized around the world or the ones that they put for us because it's more of a, you know, predominantly diverse sport for, for the world to look at. So basketball, Lakers, and the city of L.A. all day. Yeah, yeah, man. I, agree, I feel agree. you. Like I, you got it, Bruce. My my thing is, I like when you said like they're one in the same. Like how OJ, O'Shea Jackson said, it's like they're one in the same. You can't really choose between two those two because I they feel like the L A is like the greatest sports city in the like the entire world of sports. Period. <laughs> especially Buff. when it comes for America for Americans at least, especially with facts. Baseball and basketball probably being one of the two of the most popular sports when it comes to like 
just history. I know football is like big, but it, it didn't the history isn't there. And then they left for a while as much as yeah, football. We got the Raiders. The I'm Rams, not even talking about the team. So. I'm just talking about the city in general. Yeah, the history really of Raider sports. City. This city has. So and what much about the Kings because they rich. have the greatest hockey player ever hockey for sure. Yeah. And that's Gretzky. another thing too. We had, so, but we had Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. I feel like the fans of the Dodgers run so deep. And then another thing about the Dodgers is it's like a summertime event. Everybody goes. It's not expensive. You can always be there. It's a yeah. family it's, outing, man. It's just a family outing. Yeah, exactly. I go to Dodger games, and I outing. hate them. <laughs> like, I'm a Yankee fan through what? and through. Like, I hate the Dodgers. <laughs> but it'd be lit. But I'd be in that thing, yeah, bro. Like, yeah, every week, every fun, year. Man. Like, hey, look, I'm not the biggest baseball I'm going to buy me a Los Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers and a it's going to say right. Los Angeles across because I rep the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they rep it a great way. Look. All right, so. As a Celtic fan and a New England sports fan living in Los Angeles, the one thing that I've realized is this year has been the most divisive, right? Because the Lakers and the Dodgers won at the same time. So this this question came up, right? If this happened in separate time frames, right, we wouldn't be having this discussion. It would definitely be a shared responsibility by both teams because their impact in history in Los Angeles is so deeply, deeply rooted in our culture that there is no one better being than the other. It's just no. both are on their own level of Mount Rushmore, held in the same regard. Look, greatness the Do- compared to great. Yes, the Dodgers winning this year, breaking the curse, especially having to deal with the Astros con- controversy, getting able to do it this year at a time where everyone's eyes are on the television, when all of Los Angeles is watching, right? It was so impactful. The Lakers, yes, theirs was impactful in their own way via, you know, having LeBron James, you know, tying the Celtics, and also just because it was the bubble. But the Dodgers breaking that curse was way more impactful, especially because the storylines that we've built, the narratives, how close we've gotten with Kershaw, Jansen, Turner, all of these guys on the Lakers, it's cool, but they haven't been here for five, ten years, putting in the work, living in the trenches, building those relationships with the community. It's more like a bits and pieces of a Terminator put together all at once that finally, you know, make it work, and it's just too good of a team. Even my Celtics with the 08 Celtics, they came together, and because the streak of just non-titles being lifted and also non-Hall of Fame-level players showing up in Boston, that was in its own way impactful. That was the same level the Dodgers title was. So there is no one being better than the other. Both run Los Angeles, right? I think that is what everyone should start understanding. Both teams run Los Angeles, and there is no one being better than the other. The reason why it's the Lakers town and Alex oh is wrong God. is just, because, just salty. first of all, the Lakers have made the color, pur- now, the, the color purple... Lake show. It's usually only worried about people from Grape Street, but it is now yeah, a, a lit, statewide color, a citywide color, all because of the Lakers. Like the Lakers have uh, from Kareem, Magic, Shaq, Kobe, Will. LeBron, AD, yeah, Will, Jerry West, those guys, Elgin Baylor. We all the way from guys. there. It's been legendary, and Mike they have and. so many wins. But Mike was Minneapolis. No, but so, we can count that. That's history, man. But that, it doesn't count as L.A. Like, it, you know, it's a Laker thing, but it's not a Los Angeles But you're thing. also mentioning Dodger players who came over from their time either with no, yeah, the Yankees I know. and Dodgers. That's, that's the same type of regard. But Jackie Robinson, did he play Did he play L.A.? I think he played when he, I think I think he was at the end of his career when they were L.A. Was I'm it a, the end? I, I'm going to have to look that up. But no, I, know I don't Sa- think he left Brooklyn. No, no, it wasn't. It was just stuck in Brooklyn. But I know Sandy yeah, Koufax was, was LA all, though. I think Sandy it was Co- all, yeah, Koufax was LA. Mike Piazza, all these guys. Ooh. Now the the new like Just Hideki Nomo, Eric Carroll, yeah, like you know Tommy Lasorda, like all that was all LA. But. I just think that it's been so much winning with the Lakers. The Laker players are like bigger names that it's a Laker city. Is it close? Yes, because a lot of Laker fans are what? Dodger, Dodger fans. Man. You know what I'm saying? And they just both just won championships. Yeah. So they are both the hottest team in sports right yeah, now. So it, so yeah, so it's crazy. you can sit here and have this argument, but like you said, one there can't be one without the other. But the only thing is there are a lot of Lakers fans who are Yankee fans like yourself, oh, yeah. Red Sox, you know what I'm saying? They like um, some Angels. They go to that yeah. to that side like I myself. I mean, there's Dodgers fans, there's Clippers fans, but division. mostly mostly Angels fans are Clippers fans. Remember the Clippers used to play Anaheim. So Most know. Angels oh, true. fans. That no, is I, true. Have you noticed that? Like, I know a lot of Angel fans that are also correlated in Clipper fans too. It's strange. Like, it's a combo that goes hand in hand. Because what, Cl- like, uh, Angels and uh, Clippers. Yeah. Yeah, because they're losers. It's because you're connected. Because you're an underdog. I'm an Angel fan, bro. Don't disrespect. But um, yeah, man. Thank you for 
hey, my point. Get out of here. <laughs> hey, but hey, it's a discussion we're going to have again. I'm, I gotta find some. I gotta find a baseball person to join this conversation. I was hoping who um, touchdown with tangents were here because I wanted to hear their take. Both non-Laker fans, um, you know, who aren't. It's just crazy. You know, who who watch some baseball too just to feel because hearing so many callers call into Rick Eisen was saying, Oh, it's Dodger Town and I'm sitting there like, Really? That's the audience that he has. Though. I guess so. I'm yeah, like, I'm How like many this. people do you know who listen to Rich Eisen for NBA? Yeah, I know, that's true. How many people listen to Rich Eisen for MLB? He's more of a football guy because that's who's on the NFL Network. Yeah, but like the the point is, like, you got to think about the audience that it correlates. Football will have more of an intersection with baseball. I know one thing whose town is not the Los Angeles Clippers, and it never will be. So, um, shout out to the Lakers, Dodgers, Laker Nation, Dodger Nation. Once we have this parade, this double parade, we are taking over the world. So be on the lookout, man. Clipper Courtside Radio. Um, Throwback Thursday Player of the Week. Real simple. It's the birthday boy. I can't hear. Yeah. There you go. Anthony Davis, you are the Throwback Thursday Player of the Week. You just helped us win a championship. You helped us become and stay a Laker town forever. So shout out to Anthony Davis. Get healthy. I heard something say he's not returning to play Friday versus Pacers. He better not. We nah, don't need him now. It don't Chill, matter. We bro. stay out. Chill. We need him to sit. But hey, man, that's been a show. Um, shout out to Danny. Danny, say what's up to the people one last time. What's the deal, people? Hey, Alex, a quick question for you. Did Anthony Davis go to the Celtics? Man, I'm still praying. <laughs> I'm still holding He's over here hope. hoping for LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, man. La- LaMarcus, please. Good. If you're listening. Or Andre. Andre, please nah, don't go to... It, it, go anywhere please, other than the please, Nets. Please, please, God. Don't make me like stop it. watching the NBA. Hey, man, AD best hey, shout out to UNC. They got that win in the ACC tournament. Damn it. Uh, Mike, um, say peace out to the folks, man. Peace everybody We got love for you Be safe out there You know Don't get the vid Cause everybody We don't work it hey, out So did you and, update uh, Mike did you update The Instagram page The name No 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 it, It's going into the works By tomorrow You will see a new one up I got you We updating things around here Making it simplistic for y'all Dope, yeah. So make sure y'all tap in tomorrow courtside page, and we gonna find out what we don't know what Mike's new IG uh, name is gonna be. So it's gonna be very, very interesting. It's just gonna be Mister. It's gonna be. It's gonna be at Mike. <laughs> just straight up. Mike, at Mike. <laughs> but uh, man, courtside radio has been a show. Shout out to uh, my guy Himes in the building, Bruce. We thank y'all so much Coach for everybody that to- tune in live. Much love, and everybody tune in later. Much love to you. We out this thing. Peace, orange soda, baby. Yeah, shout out Danny's bald head right there. Look at the shine.